0: welcome to the edition podcast i'm your host charlotte henry um i was going to have jeff gamut on the show this week but unfortunately there's no tech and media news to discuss so actually we're going to have a week off jeff we'll just have a coffee and a chat nothing really to discuss any is there no big news
1: i haven't seen any news about anything yeah i think it's time for us to to kick back and and have a drink and just hang out
0: Cheers. it's five o'clock somewhere right
1: I have no doubt.
0: Uh, no, of course, we're joking. I'm delighted to be joined by Jeff Gammett, who many of my listeners will know and maybe even some of them will love, um, because there is only one story in town, and that is Elon Musk has completed his deal. Well, we'll get into the weeds of it. The deal he has proposed has been accepted by Twitter's board. It is worth a mere... 44 billion of your us dollars he's buying the company for 54 dollars 20 a share which is a quite a big deal he obviously this obviously started a couple of weeks ago um we found out on april the 1st 2022 i think it was that he had a nine percent stake in twitter luckily Mm -hmm. because this deal has been approved we don't have to discuss poison pills anymore jeff Um, which was one of the mechanisms that Twitter put in place to kind of dilute the shareholding. Is that the best way to describe it and slow down the process? Anyway, Mm -hmm. the whole thing has been done in the sense of Elon has put his deal to Twitter and Twitter board has accepted it. Uh, Before we give our opinions, here's what Brett Taylor, Twitter's independent board chair, said. The Twitter board conducted a thoughtful and comprehensive process to assess Elon's proposal with a deliberate focus on value, certainty, and financing. The proposed transaction will deliver a substantial cash premium, and we believe it is the best path forward for Twitter stockholders. Uh, And, you know, you can see why that was his view. Uh, There have been points in its life where Twitter stock has gone above that 5420 mark, if I'm remembering rightly but it hasn't been for a while um and it didn't before trading stock before this deal was announced it got to about 50 51 once people believed that musk had the financing uh secured because that that was the issue wasn't it jeff that was one of the issues one of the issues issues. we'll get into some of the others but people were not obviously elon musk is a hugely rich man the richest man in the world depending on how you count it Mm -hmm. um but a lot of that is in assets, really, not cash, isn't it? And people were wondering right. where the cash was coming from.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of the cash is coming from uh, uh, banks.
0: Indeed, but we didn't know that previously, and that's where people's skepticism was.
1: Right. Yeah. It,
0: we knew there were pe- major financial institutions involved, but we hadn't actually mm-hmm. seen the kind of we hadn't seen the receipts for one of a better phrase.
1: Right. And uh, then he was able to show that he actually has the funding. So there you go. Yeah, it this, this was interesting to watch play out because... It was. You know, the,
0: what, what fascinated you? What tickled your fancy? Uh,
1: well, the, the whole chaotic dance. So starting <laughs> off with finding out that Elon has a little over 9% uh, share in Twitter and then the board offering him a uh, a seat and um and then he agreed to take it and then backed out i mean that whole thing in and of itself is interesting uh, giving him a seat on the board gave
0: 20 minutes or whatever it was
1: right yes see that gave twitter uh a way to put a leash on elon to a degree and uh, and that that was a smart move, and then that kind of fell apart because, uh, well, the behind the scenes thing. My guess is that when uh, when it came down to actually going through the uh, the technical part of the approval process, which includes, um, uh, you know, basically like background checks and and stuff, and and uh, looking into SEC activity, there's. There's a lot of stuff that would have started coming up that would have been a problem. And
0: Jeff, this is a new show. Please don't get me sued by the world's richest man.
1: Oh, I, I'm not talking about about. Uh,
0: no, you're not talking about Jeff. No, that's right. You're not.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the things that I'm talking about relate to publicly known mm. Yeah.
0: It's a, look, let's let's put it this way: before Jeff does get this new show sued by the world's richest man, um, Elon Musk is a complex and highly interesting figure. Mm-hmm. You can understand why someone might not want to go through the kind of process that being on a board of directors might entail, uh, particularly if really what you wanted to control the company.
1: Right. And yeah. And and we have. Uh, publicly known SEC investigations into Elon's uh, activities. Sure. So, although,
0: as far as I'm aware, nothing has actually been pinned on him, or nothing has come out yet. Just like, stuff is.
1: Happening. Um. Uh, he was put in a position where he had to have someone vet his content that he was putting on Twitter because <laughs> of of what he was. Uh, uh, saying, and well, that, yeah, that came out that, of an SEC investigation. Was
0: the PR department, wasn't it? At some point, as opposed to anything. Uh, yeah.
1: So, the, but anyhow. So, actually, so there, no,
0: I don't want to move on from the oh, okay. stuff he puts on Twitter thing because it's quite funny. He obviously, part of this story is he's a rather avid and engaged user of the thing he wants to buy. And actually, one of the, his criticisms and one of the things I've heard from business and tech journalists who've been analyzing this is actually. There's not much of a shareholding or usage of Twitter or from Twitter board members, amongst Twitter board members. There's some big right. institutional investors and so on. You know, Twitter, for whatever else you think of Elon Musk, he's certainly engaged with the thing and the product he's buying.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, he, he probably has a better understanding of, of what Twitter is and how people use it than anyone else on the board. Um uh, well wait, is Jack Dorsey still on the board? I have lost track.
0: Jack Dorsey is still on the board. This is part of his phasing out of being on the board. We're still in right. that transition okay. period.
1: I okay. Think. So so between Elon and Jack, those are the two people that really And
0: obviously Elon must never made it to the board. He's just lower right. up for the deal. But of right. the board members that approved this deal, Jack Dorsey, I believe, is one of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, if nothing else, we know that Jack approves of the deal because he did a whole uh, Twitter stream about that specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah,
0: that's true. And we also know that Elon Musk spent a lot of time over the kind of weekend and early, you know, uh, just before the deal was done, speaking to some of the big shareholders to try and win them round to the deal. Mm-hmm. And I guess if your reason for being invested in Twitter is to make money for either you personally or the thing that your fund, the people your fund represents. This is kind of the point you were in it for, right? He's, you know.
1: I don't think so.
0: You think it could go on. You think Twitter's worth more it's, than $54.20 a share?
1: No, it's not. Twitter hasn't turned a profit in years.
0: So then. So exactly, you don't that's buy Twitter, Twitter so, for the money. Oh, no, I don't agree. I think well, I, look it will depend on per stakeholder but some of these big institutional investors are there obviously to hope that the business grows and then to make a profit from the business this is a, a way to get the that profit
1: I uh I think for the board that is that's a fair statement I think for Elon making money off twitter would be a nice you know, side effect who, of owning I'm it
0: talk, I'm talking about the people who who twitter Elon Musk is buying Twitter from.
1: Yeah, Elon okay. Musk has yes. said he's not interested I, I, in the I,
0: economics. Now, we can believe that right. or not okay. believe that, but Elon Musk has said he is not interested in the economics of the deal. He His whole thing, and this is the main thing we really want to come into, I think, and where it really uh, sits with this intersection of tech and media is he says he's not interested in the economics. He regards Twitter as the world's town square, the public square, And he wants it to be a free and open place. Now, uh, I'm going to try and put this delicately. Part of this is I I don't understand. So let me start this way. I have received at various points some pretty nasty, sexist, anti-Semitic, all sorts of other things type messages at various points to my Twitter accounts.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. that you know when i've done tv appearances and things that has happened to me it is unpleasant people who are significantly more famous than me or not white like me get significantly worse things fairly regularly Mm
2: -hmm. i
0: understand all of those things all of those things are bad i am not convinced that twitter is dealing with those things very well I don't think its reporting process as it currently stands as we're recording the show is particularly robust. Mm -hmm. There are things that I've reported that have been deemed acceptable and I can't really understand why. I obviously won't describe those things in detail, but I don't really understand why some of the stuff I've reported should really, like a person should have to deal with that being sent to them. Yet some of the reaction to this idea of quote-unquote, free speech, I find really bizarre that this is a notion that scares people. What am I missing, Jeff Gamut? What am I misunderstanding?
1: Well, okay, Charlotte Henry. First, uh, the fact that you and, and so many other people have to deal with, uh, with a crazy level of horribly inappropriate uh, comments and content being pushed your way it's, I mean, I deal with, with crap, but not on the scale that, that you do. Um, I mean, it's horrible and that's wrong. And and you're I, right. I think
0: I'm on the lucky end of it.
1: I, I hate to say it, but I agree. It's, yeah, it, it's, Twitter is not dealing with, with this problem well. And, um, and, and I'm saying this not as a defense of Twitter because it is absolutely not this is a very very hard thing to deal with and uh, and twitter's not dealing with it well there's a lot more that they could do i'm probably not the guy to come up with the systems to manage that but at least i'm a guy that gets that yeah this is a real problem it needs to be addressed in a better way and twitter should be should be doing that um so yeah the the whole Twitter is a town square thing um, and people being worried about free speech. All right. So in the United States, because of our bill of rights,
0: I'm going to start singing the theme tune to Hamilton. I'll be right back. Please continue. Awesome.
1: This will be great. I can't wait to see the choreography, Um, but because of our bill of rights, there is this, Tendency for people to um, almost fetish or turn it into a fetish. Different elements from from but you see, the first ten amendments. See even phraseology
0: you've just used. So I'm so sorry to interrupt, but even describing the notion that you can say what you want either anonymously or under your own name. And yes, I would put the caveat within reason. The obvious, you know, we know about the you can't shout fire in a theater kind of thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's right and proper and we all know that there are limits but and like to describe free speech as a fetish i find a bizarre turn slightly bizarre
1: i can appreciate that and yet here we are
0: and yet here we are and look we can disagree and stay nice with each other and be friends that's nice isn't it
1: it it is yeah um Okay, so I think part of the problem in, in that whole free speech thing is that a lot of people are, are equating freedom of speech with freedom from repercussion for what they say. And people are concerned that they will be held accountable for things that they say, and they don't like that idea.
0: Uh, So I I think probably in certain cases, you are right. And I really, really, really don't want to go down the whole council culture Mm -hmm. rabbit hole.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But I think it's not unreasonable to say that you can say what you want, but you must also accept to varying degrees the consequences of what you say. Sure. Whether that's someone saying, I don't think you're, you know, we can... Maybe have a debate about whether the we frame what's acceptable and not acceptable, right or wrong. Or what, you know, there's all sorts of interesting debates you could have, a, from the philosophical to the practical. You could have about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I do think you're right in certain cases that people who've sort of felt they could go through life and say whatever they want with no pushback have some, you know, found some pushback because of actually, ironically, the kind of town square nature of Twitter. And lots of people go, mm-hmm. oh, no, I don't like that, actually. And I don't like you because of it. Um, and I think in some of the cases of the freakouts, that's right. But I also think some of these people who are that I'm seeing this freak out and talks of oh, I'm going to leave Twitter because Elon, Elon Musk. I've never actually seen someone articulate what terrible thing they think he might do if and when this deal is completed in six to goodness knows how long months time. Um, I've not seen anything that they think he's actually going to do that's so terrible that will make Twitter even more terrible than it currently
1: is. (laughs) I think for some people it's, it's an emotional reaction and, and, yes.
0: well, I think part of it is actually the emotional reaction to this kind of, uh, Dr. Evil billionaire status that has sort of surrounded Elon Musk.
2: And sure. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not
0: that sure. His, his, you know, I don't know. I find I, I found the reaction, some of the reactions, quite fascinating. I confess, I'm not sure I have a strong opinion either way, whether I'm happy about what will happen to Twitter or not. Do, I, do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I think there's so much we haven't seen yet and so much we don't know yet. I'm not sure I can muster up that level of yeah. reaction yet.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I think one of the other concerns that people are having is that that what little control there is over hate speech and, uh, and, and inappropriate uh, uh, content and communications is going to go away. And that, and that it will essentially be like pouring gasoline on the dumpster fire. Now, I, I don't know if that's really going to happen. I mean, we, we have to wait and see. And th- there's no way that Twitter can function without having some level of, of control and a set of guidelines for people to operate in. And, and that's, I mean, that's just a given. Every social network we have seen that has started off and said, we are not going to regulate or control uh, what people say in any level, very quickly find that they actually have to do that to to make their platform usable on any level so to expect twitter to just completely abandon any sort of uh, of controller guidelines for what users say uh, i think that's completely impractical that's that's not going to happen You do not happen
0: think it's, no exactly i don't think it's realistic so i don't quite understand what some of the meltdowns i've seen have been about um i think so I've discussed my criticism of the reporting process, which I do not think is robust enough. I think too much gets through. I mean, I would hate to be a content moderator on Facebook or Twitter, frankly. I think that must be the most Same. horrendous. <laughs> that must be the most horrendous job, or you know, community manager, those type of jobs. But um, I, I so I, I reiterate my uh, criticism of the complaints process. D- but I don't believe. Never mind day one. I don't believe six or 12 months. Listen, I'm saying this on a podcast. It could come back and haunt me. But I I can't see a situation where the mute button is removed, which does so much good. Or the ability to block people. Or the ability to only see responses from people that you follow and therefore presumably like in some way.
1: I'm with you. I would be shocked to see those go away.
0: Right. Right. So what? The, I, I go back to my original question, what terrible thing is going to happen to us when Elon Musk has the reins of Twitter? Uh,
1: uh, I think initially there won't be any terrible thing that happens. It will just be no, the transition of ownership. Six but months
0: it's, or 12 months down the line.
1: I, I don't know. It's, there, there may be no changes. I, I think for a lot of people, it's the uncertainty, the fear that Elon is going to to just say, uh, anarchy, there's no controls at all. Do anything you want. And,
0: and we, we both just said it's entirely unrealistic to believe that the right. list of controls I've just read out, which are not perfect, but can do... But at least they're there. ...can do some good. Both of you and I have are agreed that it's nearly impossible to believe that those would be removed
1: right and and so the problem is people aren't listening to us like they should listen to us that's more people should listen to us
0: you're absolutely right jeff yes yeah
1: yeah i mean elon could turn this into into you know a a horrible dumpster fire or this is my not how i exactly how i don't know it but I, I can appreciate people being concerned because people have a fear of the unknown, and so okay. we are now in an unknown phase from their perspective. Okay, let's
0: let's have a another thing to have another serious conversation about. A couple of the things we know Elon Musk is interested in.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: lots of jokes about the edit button. Now, mm-hmm. the edit button sounds, on the face of it, a good thing. I can fix the annoying typo I made, um, and I always make uh, in my deeply mm-hmm. profound and interesting tweet sure or also hilarious joke gets ruined by typo classic Mm -hmm. Um, so those are fairly innocent uses of a tool and we would all benefit from that frankly Mm -hmm. there are obviously issues with an edit button which might allow you to not to pretend you haven't said something which people know you've said and those kind of things obviously Mm -hmm. if you're going to i would say if you're going to introduce an edit button People have to be able to see the history of the edits. Right. In the way actually that Facebook does. And it's fairly easy to find out. And you know, even in Slack, if you send a message with a typo in it or whatever, it notes that that your message has been edited. Right. So those kind that kind of functionality should be built into a Twitter edit button.
1: I I agree completely. Yeah. I, I think Facebook and Twitter, or excuse me, Facebook and Slack have already shown us a completely reasonable model for an edit button and edit system you have a clear identifying mark that indicates that the post has been edited and then you can see the audit trail so you can see the previous versions so so there you go
0: again this is to your point about going into the unknown do we think elon will just say i own twitter now just make an edit button i don't care if anyone can see it See what you've done?
1: He could do that, but that's that seems highly unlikely. There I, we go. I, I think it's more likely that uh, that we will just see a copy, essentially, of what Facebook is doing. But, and I think is, that's a perfectly good way to do it.
0: That is my working assumption. I don't quite understand why it's taken Twitter so long to get to that point, but I agree with you. That is the most likely outcome. The other thing he wants to do is get rid of bots um he says again quite a complex job because what's a bot what's something that's use? you know what's a bad bot what's a useful automated piece of functionality so mm-hmm. on and so forth mm-hmm. so there's that uh but as a general rule like right, random bots and things not associated with real people not a bad thing getting rid of that
1: Yeah, but, but you're right that would be a very difficult thing to deal with because do you just get rid of all the bots Well, there's a or... very big
0: gray area isn't there
1: yeah I mean, there are a lot of really useful Twitter bots out there.
0: Indeed. Um, The other thing, which by my understanding is sort of in contrary to his desire to get rid of bots is he wants to make the algorithms of uh, Twitter open source. Now, some of the stuff in Twitter, as I understand it, is open source already, but he wants Mm -hmm. to make more or more of the kind of fundamentals open source this is the way it's been presented now i was surely having that code public makes it easier to make bots you would think
1: you would think but what exactly does he mean when he says open source Correct. does it mean what we what we're expecting or does he have a different idea of what that would be
0: uh, so we have again we don't know yeah but we don't my, know the the way it is presented and the way he has talked about things previously means you know that this concept of sh- shadow banning where suddenly people think they've been disappeared off the radar by some murky forces at twitter hq mm-hmm. i think he he some of what he's talking about is allowing people to see if that is happening
1: and, and that's you the know impression fine I get. that's okay uh, because my expectation is that what people will find out is that shadow banning has never been a thing.
0: That may also be true, yes. Here's my other controversial question for you, Jeff. Why are people more worried about the billionaire that popularized electronic cars and commercialized space flight taking over Twitter than they are about the Chinese state's links to the world's most popular video app, TikTok?
1: Well, how uh, exciting and uh, sexy from a news standpoint is a nebulous government entity versus this guy that hosted SNL one night?
0: We did host SNL. I forgot about that. Thank you so much for reminding me. You can rest assured the opening monologue is going to be in the show notes. Excellent. Uh, uh, um, no, but I'm asking you, I'm asking you a serious question. We know that. The parent company of TikTok, by definition, has to have links with the Chinese state in the way Mm -hmm. Chinese Mm -hmm. companies do. Um, I'm not saying that the Chinese state is doing anything to TikTok yet. I don't think we know that. Um, I'm not saying that TikTok is a bad thing that's stalking your children and ruining your teenagers' lives. You can make that assessment for yourself. I personally Mm -hmm. enjoy TikTok. Um, But can you see my point of the scale of reaction to Elon Musk taking over Twitter and you could decide he's a terrible person or a good person. But as I say, he's the person that popularized electronic vehicles um, has done, you know, worked with NASA to help commercialize space flight Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Like you can see why I'm sort of amused. I think your question,
1: your question is completely valid and totally appropriate. I mean, why, why aren't we seeing the same huge meltdown over TikTok, as we're seeing over Elon potentially buying Twitter.
0: Now, I understand that some of, I, I suspect some of the answers only just occurred to me, I saw someone actually put that question that I asked to on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but I've stolen their working, so that's fine. Um, I suspect some of it is that TikTok became, particularly in the US, a bit partisan because of the way uh, Trump wanted to ban it, maybe that's mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, therefore, the other, the non-Trump side of the world was like, oh, "We love TikTok." But anyway, I just leave that question hanging in the air.
1: Can I uh, add a second question to that? And uh, and this is a question I don't think either of us can actually answer, but I'm going to toss it out there: Why the outrage and meltdown over Elon buying Twitter? And at least in the United States, why did we not see a similar outrage when when these mega corporations swooped in and bought up all of the newspapers uh, across the United States?
0: It's a great question. Um, And it's a very important question. Um, And yeah, we don't know the answer. And I think it's because people only realized what was happening to local newspapers at the point it was far too late.
1: Um, i think I that's that, yeah that's probably very likely yeah
0: um and it's a it's a huge issue um both in the uk and the u.s i think it's a particular problem in the u.s just given the sheer size of you and the the importance well the, actually i'm saying i was gonna say the importance local papers have in in kind of filling holes in news coverage but that's you know there are some very 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 important local newspapers here in the uk some mm-hmm. which carry on some of which are facing some, many of the same issues that you were talking about or referring to in the US. Um, and actually, you kind of bring me on to the last bit I want to discuss around this. Mm-hmm. What does all this mean for publishers and for journalists who, for who Twitter is a really important part of doing their work, promoting their work, we t- I talked on a previous episode about the kind of edict at the New York Times to maybe move off Twitter and how they were going to help journalists use it less and whatever and I'll encourage them to use it in a different way but um, we all you know we know that Twitter is an important part of how journalists operate for mm-hmm. good or ill um, and I'm, I'm wondering what if this will bring about any changes to that and I guess the answer again is not for a while if at all.
1: Right, and I agree with you on that. If, if Elon manages Twitter the way he is uh, presenting that he will, this shouldn't have a negative impact on media outlets that use Twitter as part of their communication platform because they won't be in a position where the content that they're creating and sharing online is being uh, uh, blocked. It it'll still be there. It'll still be available, and the people that went to see it will still see it.
0: Yeah, um, I think yes. Again, that brings up all sorts of issues around conspiracy theories and less reputable news sources and all that kind of thing. Um, can, I, you- can I? Please.
1: Okay. So here, here's where I see a potential problem. My hand problem. is
0: hovering over. the. Your face looks naughty. My hand is hovering <laughs> over the stop button. Go on.
1: Okay. Let's say that Elon says ads are out because he just doesn't like that as a, as a revenue model for Twitter. And, the, and, and I'm totally speculating here. I have nothing to back this up. And then he says, so instead, let's do a subscription model and people can now pay so that they their tweets show up faster they get faster uh you know like real-time uh content showing up and and maybe some other perks okay that's fine but if he does that to stay true to his uh, his belief that he that he's sharing now that twitter should be a free speech open platform then he needs to give every news outlet that access, you know, that premium level access for free.
0: Yep. Well, there, there's obviously the Twitter blue thing, which has never really taken off.
1: Yeah, I don't think Twitter blue is really going to be a thing. I, no. I, I think Twitter blue is Twitter's ping.
0: So so what are you thinking of then? Like priorities for people who can pay X amount a month?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think that this would be so that... It, <laughs> and totally speculating again this would mean that when you post your your posts show up faster and and uh, you get content back into your feed faster and uh, you know, and then maybe there's twitter like premium some, yeah like a twitter premium
0: yeah look yeah. It, it's possible i think that would slightly kind of fly in the face of the town square idea
1: i that i agree
0: doesn't mean it won't happen um, and I suspect if that was the case, just to my previous point, you would see lots of news organizations trying to take advantage of that.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, but this is also the part where I feel like Elon, to be true to what he's saying today, would need to give every media outlet that level of access for free.
0: Yeah, Maybe. Oh, there's a lot to unpack. I'll book you. You, I'll see you in a year, Jeff. We're gonna, we're gonna unpack it all. Uh, we should say, obviously, this deal is not signed, sealed, delivered. There's all sorts of due diligence and other approval processes that have to happen,
1: and the shareholders have to vote still too.
0: Exactly, that's the key thing. I mean, we have no indication that they will not approve this deal, but that that is a hurdle to overcome. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that if you're looking for something to subscribe to go to the edition.substack.com. Um, it's a you know we're put, I'm putting out multiple things a week uh, if at the moment there's an annual deal for just 30 of your British pounds for a year so come join me support the project over there Jeff Go, thank you so much for joining me. Where are you what are you up to? Where can people keep up with you oh,
1: Charlotte it's always such a treat to get to to spend some time with you i I really enjoy this so Thank you for having me on. Thank you. For um, me. Uh, okay. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, JGamut both, and YouTube.com slash for some videos that I periodically make. Um let's see. How about some podcasts? Um, Tuesday evenings, Mac Voices Live, and then uh Thursdays. And I'm sorry, I have to do this U.S. time, so I don't have to do time math. Uh, Thursday, uh, around lunchtime on the big show, and then Friday mornings on the Mac show. Most Thursday evenings on In Touch With iOS. And Brian Chaffin and I have teamed up again, and we are now doing the context machine.
0: We couldn't keep them apart.
1: No, the world tried, but uh, we did just...
0: We really did. Um thank you so much for joining me jeff thank you so much for listening please do share this show with people you think will like it as well as subscribe wherever you get your podcast do join me over on the newsletter at theedition.substack.com and i'll see you next week